0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
2: Deborah's home was stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest growing white-collar crimes. And this story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says, criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah goes on to say, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity, gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need home title lock, because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com.
1: Hey, Steph Heads, we know that a lot of you are having, like us, a tough time getting through this uh, Trump shit show, man. Yeah. And uh, I, our friend Chez Pazienza passed away three years ago this week. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of uh, people have requested that we replay his 2015 happy hour that he did with us, uh, where he was very candid about the the addictions that he struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know Chez as Bob Seska's podcast partner, but just such a brilliant, fierce, yeah. funny voice in The Resistance, uh, writer and a podcaster and a all of TV that
0: news producer yes. yes he worked for the biggies
1: yeah and rather than doing a new one we just thought because i you know people write me all the time and say mom i'm having a hard time i'm struggling i'm feeling suicidal i'm feeling this i'm feeling that and it, 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 it what makes gives me the most hope is people other friends steph heads people family reaching out and helping people you don't know what people are going through reach out and help somebody and go you know hey i understand you're in pull them back up Because we need every light in this darkness. We need everybody on that wall. And I know I, for one, am missing Chez's voice in all this every day. So uh, in honor of Chez, we are, instead of doing a new happy hour, this is uh, Happy Hour with Chez Pazienza from 2015. Pazienza of the Bob and Chez show, and just a general fucking Chez Pazienza awesomeness. Yeah, Thank you. writer, kind of producer, uh, uh, radio host with uh, on the Bob and Chez show. I'm just. Did you see how fucking slutty I look? Just be, just to make can, Bob
3: Seska jealous. You can see your tits. Is that what it is? Right. Really? Is see-through bra, black bra under that. Oh man, Bob, I've got check someone up on you right now. Check it out, literally Bob. Up. Chez is
1: looking at my tits,
3: Bob. Yeah, literally up. <laughs> cock is fucking up right
0: god damn <laughs> this is awesome although Bob said that in, uh, during your after show you were laying in bed watching TV I with was. him with Bob and yes. he said it moved
1: it did no uh, Bob and there was another uh, man involved I can't remember who now does it matter wait did, there was another man was in my bed yes there were two men oh in I think it was woman. Craig my fake Craig. husband at the yeah. time
3: because Bob we, needs a Gay sex experience More than any man I've ever well, met <laughs> He looks like a Greek god He really does He can't figure out The fact that I've done that He's baffled by it He's absolutely Fucking you've, baffled I'm sorry You've done what now <gasps> Absolutely Oh <gasps> what No oh, That's well. fantastic No absolutely Like we had this whole Big co- I, This is the first thing I'm talking about This, this is, is the first so Fucking awesome. thing I'm talking wow. about Wow awesome. I thought that was we we had be, a conversation. He's drinking bourbon
1: I thought it was Going to be a lot more We bourbon. had a conversation yes? About
3: that one time uh-huh. On the after party Where he's Where I said I'm like look Whatever you can pick sexually Anything you can name That doesn't involve of animals or something right. horrendously illegal, I've basically done. And Bob right. was just baffled by that. Wow! He just sat there like, okay, I need to understand like, what? so wait, is this, does this mean that you like, th- are you like, uh, don't fucking try to define it, dude. It and just, Bob's like the most liberal guy in the world, but he's like, dude, what? I'm just a hedonistic prick. Or was. That's fantastic. I'm not so much anymore.
1: that's well, that's bad
3: news. You're with child. No, I know,
1: because <laughs> yeah. I was listening to the podcast the other day. <laughs> I
2: have a, a daughter. That, here's
1: <laughs> a guy that says fuck more than I do, and I, I hear, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Chiz <laughs> procreated? What the fuck? I know. How Thankfully, old is
3: she? <laughs> she's seven. She's Aww. so awesome. Yeah, she saw she's it. it was
1: a little like, uh, uh, not uh, Pebbles was there in the mm-hmm. podcast because you're, you're just doing your usual. That you, the dumbest fucking moron in the world. Yeah
3: well thinking, thankfully oh I, mean, I don't i don't normally do that when she's actually in the room with okay. me all right i couldn't tell no but i mean she was honestly she she's terrific she's, what was she she was so
1: cute, funny what was she saying she kept repeating something over and over again oh i
3: don't know what honestly. was it she
1: was she kept saying something and you were like that's right honey you were indoctrinating her
3: i love that i can't even remember yeah me shit. you Oh, oh and wow. you said, yeah. she, oh,
1: you said uh, he's the dumbest man in the world, honey. You are a thousand times smarter.
3: Yeah, oh, even... she is. She How absolutely old? is. She's so much brighter than Dan Biddle. And
1: what what grade you said? I'm sorry.
3: Uh, she'll be going into second. Second grade. Yeah. yeah. Aw and she's my everything i mean she is she's oh. i can't even begin to describe it she's everything oh. in my life my whole i was that guy i was the guy who right you know always sort of was a rage. i'm still a raging asshole but i mean <laughs> she just completely when i saw her and held her i was like that's it everything is totally different oh yeah. wow. wow
1: now what uh, what since we're already like half the way through the bourbon what is there a mama what's happening what's
3: um. Yeah. Um, well. I mean, um, her mom and I. It's a really shit story. Honestly, I mean, her mom and I split up. This uh, is when I
1: crunch really oh, wild food in the middle of a really personal story.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Her her mom and I split up. We were together for when when Inart was born. I think we were together for about seven years. We met not long after nine eleven okay. in New York, oh, wow. which, by the way. This now that makes nine eleven the second worst disaster to happen in my life okay. at that time. Okay. Um, but she uh, she and I were together for about seven years. You know, we got married and things were were pretty ugly. I will not say horrific things about her. Right. Um. But it really, really was ugly. And um. Is but I was in love with her. I mean, totally in right. love with her. I right. was completely in love with her. And I believed in us. It wasn't just a stupid like. You know, uh, just a really dumb love. Like, oh, whatever you say, honey. I just, right. I just really believe that we had something special. Right. Uh, no matter how many times I've kind of got fucked over for it. Right. And so, you know, we um, we had an R at one point, and I was so excited about it. I was like, "This is great!" You know, we've been trying so hard because we right. really were. Oh, really? Like, okay. So yeah. It, I mean, yeah. I I had in 2006 the thing that made me start the blog that made, eventually led me to Bob and and everything else in my giant career right but not I'm in
1: a gay way if you've just tuned in right right exactly no, no because no. bob i guess is uptight about that whatever okay <laughs> <laughs> First straight guy gorgeous chiseled straight man
0: i think he could have had his way with
3: craig
1: well, we had a, quite a three-way in my bed. It if was really taken, something. If you would
3: taken a picture of that, I would never stop watching. Actually,
1: <laughs> we were mostly just radio and bike geeking out together. We were well, yeah, it. right. Did he did the Cannondale? And exactly. also, he's when a did man, you
3: start? He's a man who cycles, who wears the outfit. <laughs> yes, that me too. you have to wear to cycle, yeah. and he has the the colossal like weirdness or nerve, whatever you want to call it, to be like. Uh, gay thing kind of confuses me.
1: <laughs> you're like, you're a man that wears spantecs everywhere, like We're a spandex-y. superhero.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, right. So, no. So, uh, we, you know, me and uh, my wife, we had Anara, and within six months. What's her name? I'm sorry. Anara. Anara? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. beautiful. We stole it. It means it's Arabic. It means uh, light or illuminating, and we oh. stole it from
1: Arabic. All Right.
3: right. We stole it from... Fucking uh, terrorist. I know, exactly. You are st- a
1: fucking terrorist, chess Sienzo. I, I am.
3: I'm totally a terrorist. <laughs> I'm a sex terrorist. No, we, uh, we stole it from...
1: <laughs> wow, this is going to be some after party.
3: Yeah, I'm going to st- isolate that and use it. <laughs> <laughs> we stole it from the show Firefly, which is okay. this show that, right. that Joss Whedon produced a long time ago, mm-hmm. and... Fell in love with it Yeah Fell in love with the show Thumbs up from Travis Yep Fell in love with the show And uh, just loved the name And I'm like You know what Anar That's a great name for a kid But within about six months After um, Anar being born We That just sort of Something bad Shit went south Something bad That had been happening Several times in the past began happening again. I will say no more than that. Okay. I understand
1: what it is. Is it, it's, because you remember Camille Grammer had uh, IBS, irritable
3: bowel syndrome.
1: And don't be, it's not anything to be
0: ashamed to talk about. Yeah. Let's just say it was that. Mm -hmm.
3: That's what it was. Okay. So it started up again, and I'm just like, that was the point where my, uh, where my self respect just said, okay, it's time to take your daughter and go. And, you know, and look, I mean, again, I, I, oddly enough, I don't. I wrote at one time about what was going on in my life and sort of how I felt. You
1: are uh, a fantastic writer, by the way.
3: Thank you. I Can we say that, that.
1: before I, we get too liquored up and start pawing each other thank like you. animals? Thank
3: you. I really, honestly, I very much appreciate that. Um, but I, uh, you know, I wrote at the time about what I was going through um, in terms of the divorce and in terms of, of what it felt like to sort of feel. Um, really really like you put your trust in somebody and it just it just it falls down on you and I don't have any
1: idea what you're talking about I have a completely magical and pristine personal life with no
3: yeah exactly so Uh, we're we're all good messes right but uh, I've written about that but I mean I oddly enough in spite of even the anger that that I felt at the time right, when it was right. really the worst. I won't talk bad about her. I'm not going to. You right. know what? That's fuck classy. It. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. We. You, you know, w- we made each, a
1: child together. Who's yeah. We got a, a great beautiful kid. Muslim terrorist. Exactly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. We. Uh, <laughs> we. Each, you know. What? We each screwed up, and I'm just going to leave it at that. But yeah. The fact is, I got out.
1: Well, there's always two people in a relationship. There's exactly. never one. Yeah. Always.
3: Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, I, I. I have never ever said that I'm somehow you know, uh, perfect. I am the furthest thing from it. And I know that I recognize that right. I've been through enough relationships and I have enough people who hate me to, you yes. Know, fest, fest. Oh, no, me that. too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I took my kid and, and left and then we kind of eventually made an arrangement um, and, you know, shared her for a good long while. And now that she's in school and, you know, she lives down on Laguna Beach before, like when we first split up. she Yo, lived Wait, in,
1: the ex lives in Laguna?
3: Lives on Laguna Beach. Okay, okay. and okay. you live here? Up I live in here, yeah. Originally, um, when we split up, we were in New York. And I left and went back to Miami where my family was because I'm just like, I need help taking care of Anara and yeah. uh, I can't do I it I understand on my
1: own. that uh, from your Wikipedia entry. You. Uh, you were born and raised in Miami, Florida. The mm-hmm. only child of Mickey and Ralph, Pazienza. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry.
3: And yeah, yeah. Chez is short for? Chez Okay.
1: Dominic Pellinza.
0: Okay.
3: Which I hate my dad. <laughs> <laughs> my Very Italian. My dad's the best guy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the You know what really sucks? My dad is has given me my entire life he's he said I don't understand how you became such an arrogant cocky little shit <laughs> and I'm like you named me Cesare what do you
2: fucking expect
3: <laughs> from me You're like, how did you I not to,
1: I tried to crush your spirit right. in early age how dare you be a cocky little motherfucker how did you
3: not think that you could you know that I would not turn out to be a prick <laughs> when my name is something so pretentious you could have just named me something easy. You wanted to go Italian. It could have been Vito, Michael, any other <laughs> name from, yeah. from the Godfather. <laughs> right. Just
1: check all the Godfathers. Cesare. Something. Yeah, exactly. Cesare. Cesare.
3: Yes. My dad thought that. The only thing that's good about that is that during the times of my life where I've been uh, uh, sort of wanted by bill collectors, whenever they call and say... <laughs> Is uh, Cesar there? No, sorry, he's not. no, goodbye. he is not. Yeah. Nope, no, he is bye. not. Goodbye. I'm sorry, <laughs> nice interrupted
1: your yet. very touching story. So anyway, all right. No, no, so no, 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 because I just was because you are from. My, so you were talking about you were going to go back to Florida, but mm-hmm. so you and your daughter live here.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, she lives with her mom, but okay. we sh- you know, we don't share share, but you know, I right. get to see her. Like I just got to see her uh, last week, and it's great. I yeah. mean, my attitude is whatever amount of time I get to spend with her makes me happy. Yeah, it does. She's yeah. awesome. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's. Funny and smart and a blast and... That's what she
1: kept saying. Who's Dan dandy yeah. Who's Dan Dandy? Yep. Daddy, who's Dan Badandi? hmm I was like, oh, that's so cute. Please don't tell her because it'll just crush her faith yeah, in exactly, men forever.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yes, which is good. I mean, I should do that. Oh, my God. But see I, this? Here's all what I men loved. are like this giant <laughs> oaf.
1: Here's what I love. Yeah, that'll stop her from dating until she's 40. But uh, here's what I loved about your interview with Dan Bandy is... You were so earnest. You were so really thinking. You just believed somehow, despite your ER reputation, that you could somehow have a real conversation with him. Just like, Dan. Dan. <laughs>
0: yeah. But
1: that's just not... But Dan... And I was like, oh, bless his heart. That is so yeah. cute.
3: He really somehow... You know, I mean, no, I didn't think... I knew I would never get through with him. And we decided... Bob and I decided before we, we did this that you know we had a little powwow and it was we decided very early on we are not going to uh, try to have a debate with him right because no because otherwise right. it's going right. to turn into bill nye and whatever that creationist right. asshole yeah whatever was. that
1: fucker is right yeah, and right. you legitimize him right you said that
3: yeah it's going to turn into that and i don't want that because it's you're, you're talking about uh people who deal in for the most part logic and reason and somebody who is completely out to fucking lunch who has absolutely nothing good right. to say about anything. Right. He makes no sense at all. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going to allow that to happen. And, you know, and as we got into it, I learned that you kind of get roped in no matter what happens. Oh, yeah. You it, do.
0: The same thing no, happens with right-wing callers who call our show. Oh, we just had one today. Yeah,
3: but, uh, we, we, you get roped in. You can't help it.
2: Yeah. But,
1: uh, Chaz, you, you could tell the real, like, sort of passion in your voice, though, as someone that has about that age daughter, when he's like a Sandy Hook denier, he's like, you know what? Yeah, that just, you can't... Uh, uh. <laughs> Like, your sort of passion and outrage came out, because you're like,
3: you know what,
1: that's just not, that's not in the bounds of debate.
3: That infuriated me. Yeah, we're just sort of like, when
1: people call and go, oh, no, no, you guys, you're lying, because I only listen to Fox News and the Patriot, and you, we're like, what, okay, there are not two sets of facts, and you cannot start from a proposition that Sandy Hook was a hoax, like, you Like that's not a a, you know a a sane person conversation. Right.
3: No, that's it exactly. It's you know there used to be before. I'm a very media centric guy. I look at everything through that sort of prism. Right. And there used to be a time when uh, when if you had a disagreement with somebody. Who right. didn't hold your same political views, you all started with the same, the little Venn diagram, you know, you all started with the mm-hmm. same group of facts. And right. then each of you had different opinions. And guess what? That's fucking cool. That's the way life yeah. is supposed to right. be. But when each of you approaches an argument with completely different sets of facts and one of your, the, your facts is completely fucking crazy and out to right. lunch, then no, that's, that's, it doesn't work that way. It yeah. can't be. Your facts are not, you know, opinions aren't facts.
1: Well, guys, it's 2020 now. That means the new sexy liberal tour of 2020. You know what that means? Mm-hmm. i I unwanted. I am being me too by a bunch of 10 year challenges of people <laughs> posting pictures from sexy liberal 10 years ago. Uh-huh. What do I what is my only weapon? Plexiderm. That's right. Now I'm now struggling to look like I looked at my pictures 10 years ago. <sighs> But plexiderm, man, it gets you close.
0: It's magical. Right? Yeah. I,
1: under eye bags, wrinkles, I, 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 crow's feet, all that stuff. It's a clinically studied serum. It's just they're gone, and I'm telling you a couple of minutes. It lasts all day. Mm-hmm. You put, I put it on in the morning, put yeah. makeup over, whatever you mm-hmm. want to do, and uh, uh, there you are. Bam. It's just you, but 10 years younger.
0: There yeah. you go. Huh. it's a time machine in a bottle just yeah like that. join
1: the sexy liberal nation do it do it do it plexiderm go to dot plexiderm.com using you can use my code voices for 50 percent off a full-size bottle of plexiderm plus an additional 10 dollars off i my friend trish had to ask me is it really good i was like yes look at me <laughs> oh, for god sakes off, plus an extra $10. dollars off. offer also available by calling 1-800-685-1292. Mention the code VOICES. Plexiderm backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit TriPlexiderm.com today. Use my code VOICES at checkout. That's TriPlexiderm.com. The code is VOICES. You wrote a great piece on, uh, uh, who's our friend? Brian Fisher.
3: What a fucking douche. (laughs) You're
1: (laughs) (laughs) like, far far right nut job, Brian Fisher knows why God let all those kids die at Sandy Hook. Because their god as you kind of said is kind of a vindictive prick really Yeah, you know?
3: yeah. Uh, really According like to... really
1: god's like I you know what so, And, and I'm, I don't like this abortioning fucking knob gobbling shit and I'm gonna let some six year olds take it in the face from a <laughs> EK 47 yeah.
0: yeah, and Bob, you grew up with some religion too so you have some perspective on this don't sure. you sure oh yeah.
1: funny you should mention that here Pop that down. All right. Chance Pazienza <laughs> attended elementary school. This is your life. At Atlantic Christian School in Haleha, Florida. Haleha. En- right. Was enrolled Hale-a. for the Hale-a. eighth grade at Dade Christian School, a strict British academy. Oh. Please proceed.
3: Um, yeah, no. Dade Christian was, um, was really Hardcore. Hardcore. Southern like Baptist, evangelical. Oh yeah, okay. They had the, twelve um, years hard time
1: Catholic <clears throat> school, but I don't think that's the same as that. No, no it's
3: not. They yeah. had the um, they had the the central casting preacher who uh-huh. swept back fire and know.
0: brimstone. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah, what a dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At my sister's wedding, there was that, they she got married in the Southern Baptist church, and there was a fire and brimstone preacher pre doing a sermon during their wedding. Like. Is this appropriate?
3: I think yeah. I think and you know what? They will figure out a way to turn anything yeah. into an opportunity to you got to come over to Christ because right. you know what? You don't know whether your your friend who just got married will kill that other person in his or her sleep. Yeah. So yeah. we you have yeah that
1: didn't your sister stand up and say my brother is a godless communist knob gobbling fag. <laughs>
3: I like that. Well, I, I had some cover
0: because there was a, a transgender uh, um, aunt no. from, uh, from my uh, from my brother in law's side. So of the So that's family the there. person
3: taking all the fire. That's exactly. the human shield. And so Fantastic. I was fine. I was yes. fine. That's the giant heathen shield standing in front. <laughs> exactly. of Exactly. <you>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no. Um. Uh, yeah. When I the one year that I was at, and not even a full year that I was at Dade Christian, and this is this might have been one of the first things that really turned me off against religion was that because up until that point, my parents. My parents were religious, but they weren't, like, hardcore, hardcore religious. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, I had a friend of mine who lived not far from from me. We used to play, like, kickball together, like, 8th grade. Right. And um, she died in a fire. Like, her house caught on fire one night, oh, and shit. she died. And she and I went to Dade Christian School together. Right. And the Central Casting Preacher used that opportunity to stand up there and say, this proves that you can die at any time. If you want to turn your life over to Christ, <gasps> oh. come up here right now and i walked out into the wow. whatever the lobby of the church was and like my history teacher had to come out and she's like why are you out here and at the age of like 14 i'm like that's despicable and you know it and wow. and i'm just, and that's it i'm like i gotta get the fuck out of here people who think this way are just that's insane there's wow. one thing to believe in like there's something bigger than us out there yeah. and there's yeah. something that may yeah. actually uh want to see us do well in the world that's right. fine but to believe that there is this vindictive cunt of a god who, yeah. you know, who no one has kills, ever called
1: God a cunt even on the Happy Hour. Thank you kills, so much. Who
3: kills people? Yeah. That's who kills insane. People, You know, and and his yeah. servants and, and it's use that opportunity. Right. Yeah, that's just yeah. it's despicable. Yeah, and and I do think that when it comes to sort of Brian Fisher, yeah, I'm I'm very much of the opinion. Probably the only thing that I, I will never mock is Sandy Hook. I think anybody who uses that sort of opportunistically mm-hmm. to make some school, you know, get some sort of political or cultural scalp, or God forbid, the goddamn fucking pricks who believe that it never happened. Fuck them. No, but there's just no. But I mean, just, Ches, no. it's
1: like, they accuse us on the left of, oh, you're politicizing. You know, it's like, really? Saying, you know, maybe we should stop six-year-olds from getting shot in the face in school yeah. as politicizing it? Is is you know as the president's saying, going this doesn't happen in any other civilized country. Yep. Maybe we should fucking do something right. about this. And then they and, and if then we're they not all... going to do something about it after this, after seventy five, actually, I'm sorry, ninety something yeah. percent of Americans now. want yep. background checks like to be better than they are. Like what what the fuck is going on?
3: I'm very aware of like I don't like to believe that um, that my political view is the default setting. I think that's arrogant. But at the same time, yes, I do kind of think that it's not a liberal or conservative or any kind of point of view to just say, look, you know what? The common denominator in all of this is that there are guns and a lot of them and people are being killed because of this shit. And, you know, I own a gun. You know, I'm not saying get rid of every one of them, but you better make it fucking tough to get. And you better really, you know, you better really make it something. I just
1: just read a piece in the LA Times yesterday. I'm going to talk about tomorrow that... um, was talking about this whole myth of you need guns for protection. I mean, there are statistics and studies showing you are more likely to be killed by a gun. Mm -hmm. Suicide. Homicide. Accidentally. When you have a gun in the house, it's bullshit. This whole fucking thing about you need a gun for... I think
3: everybody has the fantasy. They do. I do. I have that fantasy. I have that moment where I'm like, you know what? If something really bad happened, look, I've been trained. My dad's, a, you know, my dad's a cop. I'm my dad. I was going to bring that up. You know, that's next can, to my fun facts. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, if I were put in the right position, I've been trained. I'm willing to do it. I would pull my gun and I would do what needs to be done. But that's a fucking fantasy. I mean, there's but, a possibility you know you know it could work. Sure. It really you know what's is. in
1: the in the in the uh, piece is about? You know, the presumption is like you know weaker people, like women. Need it for protection and they did a study on however many sexual assaults, you know, how many women protected themselves with a gun zero zero mm. were able to defend themselves with a right. gun. I mean mace running away all kinds of other things work better kicking the
3: balls. Yeah, right, there right, you go. right. Yeah, the number of times in my life where if I had a gun. I would have gotten myself into so much fucking... Oh, God.
1: I am a spaz and a drunk. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, a
3: drunk... I would have been a drunken asshole and I would have gotten into a fight and pulled a fucking gun on somebody and I either would have hurt that person or, you know, and deservedly so, that person would have fucking shot me.
1: A friend of mine works in the military and said the one thing you can't talk about is the number of military suicides, which is horrible. Yeah. And more than combat deaths... Number one reason is access to guns, because they all have guns. But uh-huh. you're like, you can't even bring that up. Can't even say it. Can't even say it at, at the, you know, because that's like a sacred. You can't- there
0: are some people in the military that are trying to change that, that, that are yeah. trying to change the culture of, you know, not being able to talk about military suicides, because it's a complete and total ep- epidemic. Right.
1: But one of the, again, not the only fa- major factor. Right. Yeah. Access to guns. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have it, if you were in an altered state and you don't have a second to think about it, you got a gun, whole different thing. Than exactly.
3: Exactly. You don't, you know, I, it's, every time I write about something having to do with guns, anytime at all, I always say the same thing, which is that I have been around guns my entire life. Um, My dad, when I was a kid, always had guns, and his attitude was to always teach me, like, look, you know what, here, this is, this is a gun, empty it, like, you know, but I just saw you empty it, doesn't matter, empty it, empty it, hold it down, always, don't ever point at anybody, don't point at anybody Mm -hmm. unless you intend to kill that person, kill that person, not shoot that person, kill and it's like, you know, so because of that, I always I got a real respect sure. for like, you know, these things are fucking dangerous. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. not
0: everybody gets that that lesson right when they're growing up.
3: Yeah. And I think it's I think it's absolutely incredible that, you know, speaking to sort of what you were talking about about uh about the way the military thinks this idea that we send these people off to war to kill and then they come back and they're just going to be like Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. We're good. Yeah, we can snap, like, kind of like in the Hurt Locker, you know, we can snap back into buying cereal. We're good. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't work that way. You train these people to be killers, they're going to become killers. And that's what, that's okay. That's what they're supposed to be. Yeah. But you better have a program in place and a support system of some sort. I look at
1: war footage, I look at even films, I look at, I'm like, I'm surprised not. Everybody doesn't have PTSD. How could you possibly, as a human being, go into that and not have some form of PTSD? no, exactly.
0: And what they see is ten times worse than what what you see in a movie. Right, right. Um, uh,
1: Chaz. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chaz, sorry. Chaz. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Listen,
3: I'm getting liquored up. That's all right. Chaz,
1: uh, immediately after high school, you enrolled in the University of Miami, majoring Mm -hmm. in motion pictures with a double major in psychology.
3: I did, yes. (laughs) Nice.
1: (laughs) What? Then you joined the, the school's radio station, becoming both a DJ and a specialty radio ho- show host. Tell us about that.
3: Uh, what sort th- of specialty show? Look, honestly, I'll tell you something. I, I went to college for all the wrong reasons. Uh-huh. I went to the University of Miami because I wanted to work at the radio station. Because I, because I grew right. up right. listening to VUM, and VUM was the only station in Miami that played like, what is now known as alternative sure. music so yeah so I'm like oh my god you know where the hell am I going to hear The Cure alright so I'm you know what fuck <laughs> it I'm, <fuck laughs> I'm going to go in there
0: Why? I, I was totally thinking The Cure when you exactly. said yes. there was yeah, no iTunes it, then we it, didn't right, know right. how the fuck do you hear
1: that
3: yeah so that's why I'm like you know what screw it I'm going to I'm going to go in there and I can play you know Killing Moon from Echo and the Bunnymen over and oh, over again yeah. no matter how many times I want I did know? that on my college exactly yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I would do the I would do the radio show just so I could make tapes of like everything I, I still wanted have all my tapes so do I absolutely motherfuckers absolutely yeah, totally. yeah but um but yeah i mean that was why i got into it and then i i joined instead of doing the smart thing and getting a real education i joined a band you know? I, that's uh-huh. what i saw alternative uh-huh. rock band yeah i joined a uh, band and we played out for, what was the uh, name uh the name of the band i fucking hate saying this even now then we got we all got shit face drunk one night we've <laughs> been like we've been practicing for you know playing with ourselves so to speak <laughs> for uh, for a good several months. And then we got a call like, all right, you want to come play this gig? And Okay, we got to do it. And we're out drinking like, all right, what are we going to call ourselves? You know what, fuck it, let's pick the stupidest name we can think of. And we'll change it tomorrow morning. Uh-oh. Yeah, the, oh, we named our band after a suburb of uh, Miami called Coral Gables. Yeah. Cor- yeah, Coral Gables is sure. a stupid fucking name for a band. But we figured, all right, you know what, we'll just change it. And that show went over really well. Like, all of a sudden, everybody at UM... Was like, oh yeah, you guys are in Coral Gables, Snicker Snicker. That's a stupid name. And I was like, all right, fuck it. What am I gonna do? Right. So we kept the name, and we played together for I don't know, like three years probably. Yeah. We did good. We did. We had a, um, you know, we had a song. I was, uh, somebody sent me an article recently, which I thought was really funny about how we apparently had the number one song at, um, in local radio. Of 1990, or something awesome shit like that. Fantastic. We did, I mean, you know, we did good, and it was great. It was awesome to play. I was really, really glad I played. I I played drums.
1: Drums. Yeah.
3: So it was, um, yeah, it was really, it was a lot of fun. And then we broke up, and I'm like, okay, well, fuck that. Now what am I (laughs) going to do? And that's how I got into TV. Okay.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about that. So, uh, and you end up being a producer at CNN, Hmm. at MSNBC.
3: Started at S V N in Miami. Which okay. Is, um,
1: you got Emmys, golden mics, all kinds of shit coming out of your ass. <laughs> exactly. Your fancy ass chess.
3: I do. It's very fancy. Okay. <laughs> um SVN is um S V N is is whenever you see like if it bleeds it leads, or you see <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. the entire Fox News like every week. action news. Yeah, that's yeah. you can you can trace all of that back to SVN wow. at the end of the eighties and beginning of the nineties. It was it was, in, it was insane, and I loved every fucking second of it. It was like, the whole thing was like being on cocaine from the minute you walked into the door to the minute you left, <laughs> and actually, we usually were. <laughs> there were more drugs in that place, and I loved every second of it. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, you got a TV station in Miami that was just insane. It was like fucking, you know, a, a mile yeah. a Were second. you number one? We were number one. We were number one across the board. Awesome. Wow. And the place is like a pirate ship. And I loved it. I fell into it. I got a gig in news because... um uh, I was actually working right after the band broke up. I was working as a courier, like delivering shit around yeah. town.
1: Fantastic. On a bike?
3: On a bo- Not on a bike. But no. right in my car. Okay. But okay. I, I dropped something off one day at SVN, and um, I saw a little sign outside, you know, like, you know, positions we've got. Writer. I'm like, I can write. I, I can do that. <laughs> and I applied, got the job, and six months later, I was a producer. And I'm just like, I'm a 22-year-old producer in the number 14 market, and Holy I have cow. no business being here and yeah did you, you know, feel it in over your
0: head no okay. and that was the best part about yeah. it
3: i learned early on it's like put your hands on your hips and just stand there like you know shit and that's good <laughs> that's, how, that's how you get that by yeah. and that's what i've learned and that's what i do for the rest of my life so.
1: <laughs> hey kids i want to give you the latest news about my good friend bill press Bill no longer does his progressive morning show. That doesn't mean he's gone away. He's now out with a great new podcast, The Bill Press Pod. Dropped twice a week. Check out The Bill Press Pod for Bill's interviews with some of the country's leading progressives, Maxine Waters, Mark Pocan, Jamie Raskin, all roasting Donald Trump. Yeah. All all our family, family, family. Plus, his lively end of the week roundtable with three of Washington's top political reporters commenting on the latest craziness from the White House Congress and the 2020 Democratic primary. For years, Bill Press has been one of the leading progressive voices in the country. I'm glad he's still out there on the left, stronger than ever on that wall, man. I encourage you. Join me by subscribing to Bill's new podcast. Go wherever you go to get your podcast. Search for the Bill Press pod. Click on subscribe and you're in for a true progressive experience on the Bill Press pod. Do it so uh anyway but you you got to talk about the whole path so you ended up at uh, msnbc was that
3: before cnn uh yeah before cnn yeah i worked at um i worked at svn and then i worked out here at uh, kcbs mm. and cbs news for a little while and eventually wound up i keep hopscotching back and forth i wound up back in miami for nbc because nbc hired me right um and uh, eventually, I what wound up happening was, I God, I was back out here again. So I literally hopscotched across the country like twice because I married somebody and they got hired back out here mm-hmm. at NBC. And uh, so I was you know working out here, and I started doing heroin.
1: Oh, oh wait, wait office. a minute. Was this a second marriage? Hang on, this was, has... This is
3: marriage number two. Okay, yes. I've been. Okay, married
1: wait. Nine. We missed second marriage and heroin. Okay, let's hang on now. <laughs> really? Okay, let's reset everybody. Okay. So when did this happen?
3: I got I got married once when I was like 24. Mm-hmm. She's this is awesome.
1: Wait, was this the wife with the kingdom?
3: No, no, no. no. Oh. This is the dude. This is wow. so confusing. No. So let me okay, try how let me many many try to draw a diagram now? for you. Just
1: because you. I'm I'm keeping track in case you run three. for president. Okay. For th- three. Three. Right.
3: three. No. Come and gone. Um married somebody who I worked with um, in uh in two yeah about 1994 and that was that didn't last all that long but oddly enough the only person who i've been with who doesn't curse my name so she and i are still pretty cool which is great um after that uh met somebody at nbc in miami we wound up moving out here we got married um i was crazy about her but i was an asshole and did drugs when we got out here i was a fucking moron i fucked everything up and i'm the first one to admit that
1: this was the heroin phase.
3: This was the heroin. Wow, phase. and a lot. I mean, before that, I'm so I had happy done you're here, here to talk lift. to
1: us today because you are brilliant.
3: I did a shitload of ecstasy back in the '90s, too. like <laughs> like literally every weekend for about three years. So look at me yeah.
1: thinking I'm all hardcore with my chardonnay over here. Really, uh huh?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's Molly now. Pardon <laughs> me. <laughs> Kids, totally understand what they're doing. Um, but yeah, but I did drugs too many, and finally, just like living here, I'm like, this is this is going to yeah. kill me. So. Yeah. Uh, went back to Miami just to get out of town just the idea was just to go back for you know a month and go into rehab because I'm like you know what if I try to go into rehab out here I'm going to leave and I'm just going to go buy heroin so get the fuck out of town and go Um, went back spent a month in rehab and when I got out like my wife had left me and everything had fallen apart and it was Mm -hmm. a disaster and I'm like you know what there's nothing keeping me in LA anymore so I just went back to my parents and you know cuddled up in their guest bedroom and did a whole lot of nothing but two weeks later is when 9-11 happened
1: oh whoa shit yeah and so, so wait, that's when you went to msnbc
3: yeah so basically i i got out of rehab and i was a disaster i'd lost 30 pounds and i looked like shit and whole life had fallen out from under me and um and you know and i well, seriously i was in my parents guest bedroom just going all right what am i going to do with my life i have nothing i may yeah. as well kill myself there's no business being here and uh because when you get off heroin you can't sleep because yeah. when you've been feeding your body nothing but drugs it doesn't really give a fuck about anything else and yeah so i didn't eat i didn't sleep and i happened to be up at you know ah, at 4 9 a.m on yeah. september 11th and i watched it happen and i'm like what the fuck is this and the most amazing thing came over me at that moment because I'm like, I have nothing. I have nothing. I can do anything I want. I, and I just said, you know what? I'm getting in my car and I'm driving north and I'm going to either work for a TV network or station if they'll have me. And if not, I'm going to hand out water and help people. I've got to do something. Wow. You know, I've got to rebuild my life because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm just going to sit here. And drove up there, and before I even got there, I got a phone call from uh, MSNBC, and a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, was the EP at the wow. time, and he's just like, "Come on into work." And I lived for five months out of a hotel room and covered nine eleven. I mean, that's how I rebuilt my life. Wow, two months, wow. two weeks Holy out of not even fuck, two months, man. Know, yeah. So, yeah. Holy
1: fuck! And so then, so nine eleven kind of
0: helped you turn your
3: life around. Nine eleven, you know, I I've and that's people, why you named your daughter after a terrorist, am right, I right? Exactly, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Shit. What Stephanie? Was that wrong? Oh, oh. <laughs> I've told you know it's, I've told people this before, and it's it sounds terrible, but it. Nine eleven was the, covering nine eleven was um, horrible. I mean, it was. You would I oh, you know I'm like you would go, you would go for hours and hours and hours working nonstop, and then you would stop and go off into a corner and cry for twenty minutes. Yes. Yeah, and then you'd go. I was, yeah, I was working in New York then. Yeah, you, well, I, was, I was. I was
1: hosting Pure Oxygen yeah. on the yeah. work.
0: I, I was working in talk radio at the time, and we were on the air as 9-11 was yeah. happening. So, yeah. And then you pull yeah. your shit
3: together and you go back to work. Yeah. And I had, you know, I had a woman crying in my arms because her husband had died, and I'm, you know, I had people coming up to me for the first time in my life saying, "Can you put us on TV?" Normally, when you see us come in, you're like, yeah. "Fuck you, get right. away from here." Right. Right. Um, I had people thank me it was so weird like you know thank you for what you're doing like nobody thanks news people um but it was um you know it was an amazing experience and the fucked up thing about it is for me considering where i was personally i would not want 911 to happen again obviously right. but i will not deny that it was exhilarating and that it saved my life that it was i'm somebody who i like i i love experience and i love emotion mm-hmm. yeah? and Nine Eleven was a million emotions at once. Sure, yeah, it was a rush. Yeah, everything yeah. was different. It's like the whole world was different.
1: No, I mean, Jess, I was there. I was driving in. I was. You don't know, think I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to be late for my pre-tape. <laughs> my producer's husband calls because you couldn't get any call. He said, turn around. Manhattan's closed. I was like,
3: right, Manhattan's closed. i What
1: do you, what do you mean? He's like, bridges, tunnels, clo-. like, everything closed. Yeah, and and um, my colleagues that Were already there watched the towers fall from the, you know, the Jeez. roof of the oxygen building because I, and I couldn't get into Manhattan even, you know, but I I got back to my house in time to turn on the TV and watch the first tower fall. And, I, you know, I remember driving in on the radio because that's where we all get our shit, right? It's the radio. Yeah. I remember yeah. thinking, oh, somebody was like, oh, on, you know, looks like a commuter plane has hit the World Trade Center. And I remember thinking World Trade Center. I was like, I don't think that's an accident. I don't yeah. think that's a, you know... And then, you know, it, literally live, It's that's how we hear shit, it's on the radio. Yep. Someone was like, wait, 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 oh my god, I think another, a second plane has hit the yeah. second I w- building. I and
3: watched I, it, I saw it happen. I'm
1: in the car listening on the radio, and I thought, like, something's, that's not...
3: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw the second plane hit. And I was um, because I'm such a fucking stupid news nerd. Like, I was sitting in the in the guest bedroom, and uh, NBC came on. It was Today Show was on, mm-hmm. and Lauer says we're hearing about something happening at uh, at the World Trade Center. A breaking story. Um, we are going to go to commercial. We'll bring it, you know, right back for you. And immediately, I'm like fucking amateur mistake and i immediately switched over because mm-hmm. that's what you do exactly. you don't announce something before a break right you know never say breaking news because everyone will do what i just did yep. t- so i turned over to abc and when the second the fucked up thing is when the second plane hit my my first response was like for just a split second i'm like that's weird that that happens twice in one day and yeah. then it, and yeah. then it hit me i'm like fuck all right and so, yeah. Right, so, right. again, by the end of the day, I was packed up. I'm like, I'm going. I'm just going to go. Like, I'm I'm Roy Scheider. I'm not Roy Scheider. Yeah. I'm uh, Richard Dreyfus. in Close no, yeah. and like, I Yeah, I have to see no, this. I have to see this. No, I mean,
1: and like all of us in TV, like, I got hired to be, you know, like, the funny, like, fucking... It was like their, like, peer, you know, Today Show Meets the View. Right. And then 9-11 happened. Yep. And it just changed. You know, then the show became Death. Yep. <laughs> like, it's part of why... I think what happened to Oxygen, what happened to our show, because it's like, it just wasn't, you know, it was a startup network that wasn't, like, prepared to do 24-7 programming, and then that happened, and it impacted every business. It impacted, like, everybody's advertisers. It impacted, you know, everything. And I thought, like, wow, like, every show, I'm the comedian. I'm here for the fucking fart jokes. I'm, like, suddenly, I'm interviewing firemen's wives, and it's just it's yeah. crying on yep. every show. I'm crying and everyone, on every everyone show. everyone
3: was suddenly expected to be... To step up and be that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You couldn't just be like, well, this is the only, you know, this is this only thing that I do. Right. You know, I mean, I got, I got, oh my God, I got into a, uh, a a hell of a conversation with somebody at MSNBC. Because, yeah, they called everybody to NBC and MSNBC. There, Like, just any, no matter where you were. There were people there from like you know oh, I'm in the Mexico City bureau it's just me and my sister so yeah i mean and and i was you know i'm like uh, one of the many new people up there and there were a couple of producers and they were bitching about like the really impossible hours which i understand producers bitch and it was incredibly mm-hmm. difficult hours but i'm just like for the first time in my for the first time in like my life or at least since i first started in news and i was excited about it i'm like are you fucking crazy? Like this is what you signed up for. Yeah. Before right. we had this happen, you had spent 3 months trying to convince everyone that they were going to be eaten by fucking sharks. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. were covering Gary Condit. This is real news. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and go back to work. And as soon as I said that I'm like Oh my god! I can't believe I just said that. Like, oh, well, so mean, you really did oh, say that yeah, to an entire absolutely. room of people? Wow! Yeah, I, I just like you, fucking knock it off, dude. But just so that's part of your story.
1: When you went to CNN, you got fired by CNN. I did because you did a blog, and that that started a whole debate about expressing a personal opinion. Why you're working at a news network? And I, I, tell us about that because what the
3: fuck? Um, I mean, you know, I mean, eventually I I started working at at CNN. And CNN's a great network. It is. There's so many fucking smart people there. Mm-hmm. There really are. And I think that's one of the reasons why, now that, uh, now that John Stewart's leaving, I know a lot of people are doing these sort of retrospectives on him. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bill Carter wrote a really great thing for The Hollywood Reporter where he talked about um, the impact that Stewart had on media and the, the reaction that the people that he beat down what their reaction was. So people at CNN, you know, Wolf Blitzer being constantly beat up by him, and so on. Mm-hmm. And um, and the really interesting thing about it is that like somebody points out, I think in the article, if I remember correctly, somebody points out that you know why are you why do you pick on CNN so much? And. I, the, the answer is great. And it's the same reason why in the stuff that I write, I tend to pick on um, I pick on CNN, and especially NBC is a place that I worked for a very long time, more than Fox. Because right. fuck you, Fox is a lost cause. Fox <laughs> is a waste. When Fox fucks up, that's expected. Right, exactly. Yeah. That- when when CNN, which to me when I first started was the gold standard of news, sure. and NBC News, which was like when I walked out, 30 rocks. Right? Oh, I'm in Thirty Rock. That's the shit. That's yeah. A, yeah, that to me, that's embarrassing. That's a disappointment when you screw up. And it just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like news can be a, a million times better. And you know, I enjoyed working for for CNN, and I really liked my job there. And I thought that everybody there was really, really smart. It was one of the first places, you know, there in NBC, or the first places that I'd worked at in my career where. Um, A really really good test of whether or not a place is great when you work in news is if breaking news happens, you don't necessarily have to work double shifts. And that doesn't mean that you don't work your ass off. Sure, It just means that the next people coming in on the next shift are as good, if not better, than you. And that's good. That's the way it should be. Yeah. But... um, yeah, I worked for CNN for for quite a while, both in Atlanta with our, and in New York. With our friend Jackie Schechner. And with Jackie. Love yeah. Jackie to death. Absolutely, yeah. She's and, fantastic.
1: Well, I mean, and, you know, why Jackie Schechner's not back full-time in news is a, a, another indictment of the system. I mean, I I remember, um, my God, I shot a pilot, you remember, I shot a pilot for CNN Headline News to follow Glenn Beck's show. Oh, lucky you. And everybody was <laughs> like, oh, my God, it tested so great. Everybody loved it. And I remember, <laughs> called Monday to see what's happening they're like oh the guy in charge just left for Fox News <laughs> the guy that just
3: like ringlet your pilot you know and it's like oh Joel Cheatwood yes was it Cheatwood yes yeah. Cheatwood was my uh yes. Cheatwood was my yes. news director isn't he one of the
1: smartest guys in TV? Cheatwood was You've my seen? news
3: director at SVN he was the guy who hired me wow yeah That's he's a very one of the smartest world. guys I've ever he's seen. very smart he is yes. he's fucking brilliant he's also an evil genius but he's a very 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 smart guy Yeah. And but, I will always have respect for him, though, because he hired me.
1: Yeah, so. but I mean, I you know, and this is what happens. Like MSNBC, we were laughing because <laughs> we filled in for Imus when he got fired. Well,
0: we didn't well, fill in; we took over for we took a few over days. For three days. Yeah, when Good. he was fired. But
1: I, right, the executive in charge at the time said, like, you know, even though you guys are doing great and the response is amazing, you're not going to get this because they're going to go with someone in network they already have to pay, which is Joe Scarborough. <laughs> So like, God, what a you voice. Know? and so like that's how TV goes right and that's you go exactly like got TV it goes. and he's his ratings yeah. sh- are shitty but you they go are. like it's a republican hosting three hours on a network that's supposed to be geared to progressives right like
3: yeah yeah, I mean, and it's, uh, and the people, the funny thing is, people who work with them are really good. Chris Licht, who used to be the executive producer of that show, right, is now the executive producer of CBS. I worked with, again, Small World all the way across <laughs> the board. I worked with him at NBC out here. Um, and, you know, fucking brilliant guy, very, very smart, and he'll be the first one to tell you, but totally true. <laughs> um, but he's, uh, I think he runs CBS uh, this morning now. Okay. And, um, and now the guy who runs, uh, who runs, I think, all of Mornings is Alex Corson, who's another guy I used to work with at CNN. Right. is a good network. It is. It's a smart network. Yeah. And I love the people there.
1: Um, yeah. No, I just, was
3: on Aaron Burnett a lot. Yeah. It just, were you really? Yes, I was on every day. <laughs> because and I don't watch like, Aaron Burnett. And Brunette. they were
1: like, oh, it's the highest rated segment, and oh, my God, everybody loves you. Right. And then we all said, you know, is there any chance when we get paid? Because <laughs> yeah, right. we were on every day for months, yeah. months. And they were like, no.
3: Yeah. I stopped watching Aaron <laughs> Burnett after she left uh, Chris Matthews, where you could watch, you could literally watch Chris Matthews, like his cock get hard and the, yeah. little, the yeah. little dancing yeah. hearts over his head whenever that's, you got to talk to yeah, him. That's a little. He got that thrill up his leg. Yeah, a hold, little, as he said. that's a little. Ah, okay. But I, um, yeah, when I, mean, I worked at CNN for a while, and in um, in 2006... I uh, I started having really bad headaches and I got a brain tumor uh, oh my god sake, for
1: fuck's sake Chez it's wow. wow. true
3: is that in the Wikipedia
1: no <laughs> is
3: it not the heroin I mean the drug right. rehab is well and that's the, because oh, who gives a fuck okay. about that but <laughs> either way the only reason I'm setting I'm saying this is because that's what that's why I started doing the blog because I had time off for medical leave oh. and I'm like alright you know you I'm need my, an outlet yeah I'm like my choice here is I can play you know Splinter Cell on Xbox for you know five months or I can <laughs> write I'm like, oh fuck it, let me write. So I wrote, and um, and I'm like, I just want to keep doing this. And then after a while, finally CNN caught on, and they were less than pleased. So
1: wow, I mean, you know, because that's that's the whole like, first of all, the full, whole myth of the liberal media, because it's just it's not like we were talking today about uh, the New York Times. Mm-hmm. That some, you know, conservative wrote a piece was like so worried his conservative friends would see it. They're like, oh, we don't read the New York Times. It's a, you know, liberal rag. Right. Really? You have, you know, Maureen Dowd's like, you know, burn book about Hillary Clinton every week. You have like (laughs) Judith Miller, like being a stenographer about the Iraq war. Really? Right. Like what the fuck has happened? That, that, you know, like, you can't have opinion, even though, like, it's not even accurate what opinion
3: is. Well, everything has changed a hell of a lot in just the time since I've been canned. I mean, that was 2008. That's forever ago in terms of social media. Um, So, I mean, for a while there, I was the big champion of, you know, CNN is not, uh, doesn't understand social media and there. You know, they need to understand that people are going to have opinions, and this is the way it's going to be from now on. And they actually have, I think, finally sort of moved on to that and realized that, look, with social media, people are going to be expressing their opinions. Mm -hmm. There's no way around it. Um, But at the time, yeah, I got canned. But the other thing is, you know what? They fire you or they let you go if they, you know, if they don't, if they feel like they don't need you. I mean for God's sakes, Richard Quest, the reporter got oh, caught got sakes. caught with meth in his pocket and a rope around his, his cock, dick. and he's yeah. still there. yeah yeah, yeah, you know and I by the way, good for him, I love Richard Quest. he's funny as fucking shit. but honestly, it's like he you know, when I saw that happen I was just like I, I'm, I wrote about him like, oh fuck I get, yeah. I got fired for blogging. This guy has a rope around his penis. Yes, right. And,
0: and he's he's still there. He's, he's still, still there. there? Yeah,
1: Absolutely. he was uh, on the uh, Malaysia flight. He's like, ah, oh, there's something going on here in this sector. And right. I was like, all I can think of is you had
3: a rope on your dick. <laughs> he probably did in Central right Park.
1: <laughs> he probably did then. That's mm-hmm. why he's so excited.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He was like, when I say this sector, it makes my the rope on my dick kind
0: of <laughs> just go taut.
1: <laughs> right, go taut. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Television, Chez. What the fuck? I mean, really. So now you're doing doing brilliant writing for Daily Banter. You're doing a brilliant podcast, Bob Mm -hmm. and Chez, on the... uh, How do you do it? What? How do you do it? How do you get it? Tell people how you get it. Oh,
0: just uh, search for Bob and Chez on... um, iTunes. um, iTunes. Or Stitcher.
1: Because you guys talk a lot about conspiracy shit, and you had Dan Badandi on I was just looking at the headline today. More shots fired near Jade Helm 15 training camp. So... Some fucking yahoos were firing at U.S. troops. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Because... Did you expect any less <sighs> with no. everything that was that was put out there about didn't this Dan thing? Didn't
1: Dan Badani say we should... Every, didn't he actually say you we should have every weapon the military has? Really? You should have nukes, Dan Badani? Really? You no. should have nukes and fucking... Really? It's... F-16s?
3: It's, it's impossible to process. Like, I, I really... I can't, I can't figure it out. I can't... I can't wrap my head around someone thinking that. Like, that, that, seriously, it makes no sense. Shall not be infringed! yeah how shall would you him thank him. you yes. I was like I mean, you know what honestly I'm gonna carry around that on like a little like one of those little Mr. T uh, you know Mr. Mr. T keychains yes. and you press the button and, like the kind you get over it la lose and I'm just gonna sit there with that like every once in a while I'm just be talking to some just shall not be French oh don't, don't oh, mind geez. that that's just <laughs> oh, that's Benondi
1: it's my ringtone shall <laughs> not be French.
3: right yeah uh, I well, almost geez. want to become friends with Dan so that I can do that I can set up the ringtone for him <laughs>
1: So, Ches, what? Uh, tell the girls what's happening. What is there an opening to? Because a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, he's so hot and damaged. Oh, I want to fuck, fuck him." And,
3: <laughs> and he has a dangerous past. Yes. Oh, has a
0: dangerous past. He's
1: yeah, uh, actually, he's cut fucking cute and smart.
3: I'm with somebody. Oh, Sorry,
1: ladies.
2: Really? Yeah,
1: no.
3: Uh, yeah, no I'm. Uh, I've been seeing. I mean, it's funny because when I first came out here. Um, Everybody was just like, you're going to be Hank Moody. You're going to, you know, you're just going to become this <laughs> asshole that sleeps with everybody because you don't know, give a fuck, and you were hurt in a bad relationship, and you're just fucked that. And I wanted to, like, I totally I'm going to do that. Do that. Yeah. I'm going to fucking
2: do that. Yeah. And
3: <laughs> then I got out here, and within not even a week of being here, I met somebody who I've been friends with on all the way back to MySpace, mm-hmm. somebody who was a reader mm-hmm. of the blog, and she's just like... You know, she's somebody who I'm like. You know what? She's, she seems really cool. We're just gonna go grab dinner because she's a cook, and I, you know, fuck well, it. There's a, there's somebody really cool to take to dinner. So I'm like, yeah. You know what? Let's. We've been talking forever. Let's go have fun. And that was it. We hit it off, and oh. and she's been awesome. And she really oh. is awesome. She's great. So oh,
1: how long has this been? This has been happening
3: since uh, God seriously since a week after I got out here. So we our first date. If you want to call it that our first meeting up Was January 1st of 2012 And we've been together since then If you happen to live in the LA area She's a chef at uh, Tureen over on Beverly And uh, occasionally at Papi over on Franklin Fantastic
1: Nice Look Mm. at him sucking back that bourbon I can tell this after party Chris is going to be epic
3: Awesome so I'm
1: epic. So great. Look, my friends are getting here now. Your
0: prediction of uh, ending up naked and covered in vomit may uh, come true. Yeah. Cool.
1: I'm all for it. Pretty sure. Pretty yeah, that sure. sounds really good. Chaz, you are uh, a delight in a really dark, sort of interesting way. No, but this, That's very
0: kind of this conversation has been absolutely fascinating.
3: Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Thank yeah. you. It yeah. makes me feel really good. Yeah.
1: I just I <laughs> want like to lick those dog tags around your neck. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh. Something is fucking up right yeah, now. I know. I you, think you just made Dressing like somebody okay. my age. Chez is fucking an awesome writer for the Daily Banter. And also Bob and Chez show. You can find it on uh, iTunes. Yep. And Stitcher. You can find him I think naked on me later on. But I'm not for entirely <laughs> oh. certain. Let's just see how it goes. We love you Bob. Or, I'm sorry Bob? Chez. You called Oh it. my god. I yelled Bob's name out. I told him I was going to do that. I awesome. told Bob I was going to yell that his name so out. That awesome. oh is so awesome. Honestly sorry. you were
3: fulfilling Bob's biggest fantasy right there. I'm I promising. just
1: yelled I love you, Chaz. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thanks for coming, Chaz. Thank you.
0: Thank you again, for having
1: Happy fucking happy hour. Travis, Chris, you, you know Trish from Robin Trish, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Of course. I, right? I, one of my best friends. Yeah. Can you believe? She texted me. She's like, hey, does that plexoderm stuff really work? What? Uh, have I, when have I lied? I was like, yes. And so she got it mean, And then what happened? What looked, happened, Sean? She, I get an unsolicited testimonial right on my phone, like, yeah. "Oh my god, you're right." I'm like, "I when would I lead yeah. you wrong, man?" Yeah,
0: now she looks ten years younger.
1: Yeah, and having slap fights with Rob over the plexiderm. Yeah. uh Oh, good luck. Don't Rob's fight. Rob's looking you're, good too. Don't yeah, fight. Is. You're both pretty. They are. They're both pretty. I blame <laughs> them for everything on my life. They're both smart, hot. I, they're my
0: thruple. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: I'm slathering this plexiderm on until I get a, I can bring someone else to that party. Throw Let's a bucket go. Bucket of
0: plexiderm at them. Yes. Yeah.
1: Plexiderm, I'm telling you, clinically studied serum. It eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, under eye bags in minutes. It's that edge you've been looking for, man. Mm. That competitive edge. Yeah. So you have to. You can scream at people. You get to learn You should learn not to compete with me. I always win. Ha ha. Always be younger. Yeah. Just don't even tell them. You don't have to tell them you're using plexiderm, They don't know why you're winning. Duh. Just because. You could as- say it's tiger blood. You just say, just- I
0: woke up like this. They just assume you drank the potion.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right? I've been hanging out with Morgan Fairchild. It's You wake up like you're in a Lifetime movie. Right? Like, <laughs> or no. on Falcon Crest. Yes, yes, yes. Get that falcon crest edge
0: but you don't have to put vaseline on the lens
1: no try plexiderm.com the code is voices for 50 percent off don't pay hollywood prices you get 50 percent off for a full-sized bottle of plexiderm plus an additional ten dollars off that's right 50 percent off plus an extra 10 bucks off offer also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 mention the code voices plexiderm matched backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee what do you got to lose mm, nothing. uh nothing ain't nothing Visit triplexiderm.com today use the code voices at checkout triplexiderm.com code is voices